Welcome to the Encounter Christian Church Message Podcast, where we bring you the latest messages from our Sunday services. To find out more about Encounter or to plan your visit with us, you can find us online at www.encounter.cc. We hope you enjoy this message. Welcome to Church Online. It's great to have you listening and watching with us today. This is the second week of our new series, which is called For God So Loved Series. And also this weekend, let's remember the Anzacs and their sacrifice of laying their life down so that you and I could have freedom and and live in this great country that we have. Last week in part one, I spoke about what would you lay your life down for? Just just basically like the Anzacs did for us. And that is a question. What would you lay your life down for? You know, would you lay your life down for the gospel? Would you lay your life down for the cause of Christ? Would you lay your life down for God's will to be done on this earth and not your own? You know, would you sacrifice your desires and your wants and your flesh that his will be done in your life? Because his ways are higher than our ways. Last week I talked about unless a seed dies and is planted in the ground, it can't produce fruit or new seed. And also I, I explained that, you know, just as Jesus died upon the cross, so that you and I could have resurrection power in life, so those things that are in our world that we surrender to God, that we give over to him, those things that we die to self and give to him, to the measure that we die to it is the measure that he's able to resurrect it in his resurrection power. So this week I've entitled the message, Stay Connected to the Source of Life. Stay Connected to the Source of Life. And if you've got your Bible there, if you could turn to John 3.16, probably the most famous scripture. In the Bible. Let's read it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. See, God loved you so much that he sent his prized possession, his Son, to die for you, to to, to be sacrificed for you, that you could have eternal life and you could live forever. See, he did that not when you were perfect and you had it together. He did that for you in your worst state, in my worst state, in our worst state of sin. It's like when somebody maybe has betrayed you or somebody's been unfaithful or they've hurt you or they've said something and you choose to love them anyway. That is real love, loving somebody despite that they've caused you shame. And God did that for us and he had every reason not to, to kind of look out for us or love us, but he chose to love us in our worst state. And that is just such an amazing thing. Because he wanted you to be a friend of God. He wanted you to be connected to him again, the source of life, so you could have a life that was abundant and was above and beyond, and it was an amazing life. We see that the Anzacs, they went to a foreign land. They were sent to a foreign land to rescue people and protect and save people. And so too, Jesus came from a foreign land to the earth from heaven to rescue you and me. It was a rescue mission that he was on to save us. My first point today is life has its seasons. And it's good to understand that there are different seasons. We have winter, we have summer, we have spring, we have fall or, or, or autumn. There, there are different seasons. And, and when you're in a season, you think it's going to last forever. I know in the middle of summer, I don't love the middle of summer, especially when you're from Queensland and it's humid and you can't even sleep at night, you can't get enough clothes off, it's uncomfortable. You think it's going to last forever. Man, this summer's never going to end. 
Same with winter, the other extreme. When you're in winter and, and winter here down in Victoria, it's cold and freezing and, 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 and lots of layers on a fireplace and it's kind of dark when you get up and dark when you go to bed. You think winter's going to last forever. But one thing I've learned is the seasons all do come and go. And, and maybe you're going through a bit of a winter season now with this virus and you're feeling claustrophobic, can't go out for dinner, and you can't leave the house and no one's talking. You know, it's pretty tough and it feels like this season will last forever. But we know that there is hope that that season will pass because it will pass. All these things shall pass and a new season shall come. See, when we're in a season, we generally dress for that season. We generally have behaviour for that season. For example, in summer, I'm proud of this. I, I don't mind having the Speedos on. I don't mind going into the pool, having a swim, or if it's the beach, you know, if you got it, why not flaunt it, hey? No, it's just a joke. But, but we, we do sport, we run around, we jog, and summer is activity. But in winter, what we do is we, we kind of generally sit around the fireplace. We, we generally sit around and, 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 and kind of hibernate a bit. You know, we dress different. We dress in, in, in layers. And, and we kind of just kind of not as busy. See, in different seasons, we have different activities. So don't be hard on yourself if you're in a season where it's a tough trial. You're, you're going through a crisis. You're going, you maybe you're going through some work issues and you've lost your job. You Don't sit there and beat yourself up because you don't feel happy clappy. You know, we behave and we act according to the seasons we're in. We need to give ourselves a bit of grace and other people a bit of grace to be in the season that they are in. There's a, a verse in, or a few verses we're going to look at in Ecclesiastes, and, and this is written by Solomon, the, the wisest man that ever lived. And you can read it with me, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 to 8. For everything there's a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, time to keep silent, that one's a hard one, and a time to speak, a time to laugh and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. We need to know our time and know our season. We used to stay in a, a log cabin um, at Stanthorpe in Queensland. And Stanthorpe's the coldest place in Queensland during winter. A lot of kind of southeast Queenslanders would go to Stanthorpe during winter and there's all wineries there and orchards and, and you know, fireplaces and cabins and, you know, it water freezes and it gets snow, you know. Generally once in winter they get a flurry, a little bit. So Queensland gets snow. So there it goes, Stanthorpe. So we would go there to, to get away from things and experience that kind of winter feel that we, we didn't get from living um, on the coastline. And uh, I remember seeing some of the orchards and the first time I went there in winter they were just these trees that had like just stubbles and they had no leaves and no fruit and they looked dead. And it was cold and bleak. And, and if you didn't know better, you would have thought they were dead. They looked dead. But that was just their season of winter where they're deciduous and they lose their leaves and, and their fruit. And, and if you judged it by the season it was in, you could easily come along and say, we need to rip all these trees out. They're dead. We need to get some new ones in, ready for fruit season coming with spring. 
But somebody who understands seasons can really go, hey, this is the season I'm in. I'm in a winter season. Or my friend over, he's, he's, oh, she's in a winter season right now. And we can give people grace to realize just because you're in a winter season, it doesn't define you. See, the season you're in doesn't define who you are. The four seasons are very different. And so who you are is not defined by a season. So let's not judge each other when you're going through a season or someone's going through a season and we try to define that's who they are. They're, they're not happy at the moment. That's what they're always going to be and they're going through a tough period. But, you know, in the season of pruning and the season of winter, it will come, it will go, and spring will come. New life will come. Green will come. Fruit, flowers will come. And all of a sudden we'll look at that person that we went, wow, they're going through a tough time. And we'll go, man, they're blessed and all this is happening. What's going on? It's not a reflection of who they are or they're right with God or they've done the right thing. Sometimes it's just we're going through the different seasons of life. Don't give up in your winter season. Don't shut down thinking this winter will go forever. Just realize this is winter, but you know, it'll have its time. It'll have its place. And a new day will dawn. A new day will come. Just because something's a speed bump doesn't mean it's a stop sign. It might be slowed down for a season, but it doesn't mean you're not going to speed up on the other side. See, we need to stay connected to the source of life, to God. Those dead trees were still connected. They weren't dead. They looked dead, I mean. They were still connected to the source of life. They were still in the ground. They still had water supply. They weren't producing because it wasn't their season to produce. When we stayed at this cabin... I, I sat on the porch. I noticed in the distance some long grass and I went, I, I could see like these timber kind of posts that were in a T-shape, kind of methodically spread out through the grass. And I went over there and looked a bit closer and I realised that they were, they were a plant and I realised they were a vine. They were the trunk and the T-shape of a grapevine. And then I noticed there was more and more and more and more and more. And I realised as I looked that I was actually in a vineyard, a graveyard of a vineyard an abandoned vineyard. And, and as I, I sat there, I, I, I looked at this vineyard and I realised that there'd been no farmer for quite a while. I realised there'd been no vine dresser for quite a while. There'd been no one tending this farm. In other words, the, the, the plants weren't accountable to anyone. They'd been neglected and that they weren't watered or cultivated or, or fertilised and they hadn't been connected to life sources for a long time and as I stood in this neglected vineyard I felt a sense of sadness and mourning and I had this revelation from God that each of these vines each of these trunks of 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 the grapes represented a human life a person a person had been shipwrecked from their faith from following Jesus and and that this vineyard was a reflective of what some churches have become like And you can be in church and you can be praising God and you can be reading your word and delighting yourself in his word and you can be praising him and and you could get hurt. You could get disappointed and maybe a circumstance didn't go the way you're expecting and somebody said something or a leader in a church did something and and, or we could be angry with God and all of a sudden we stop reading his his word. We we stop thanking him. We stop worshipping him. We stop praising him. We stop praying and talking to him. We stop going to church. We stop having that life source coming into our being and we start to become crusty and bitter and, 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 and like a, a, a timber that is dried up, like the vines that I saw had dried up. They were of no use. They, 
They were unrecognisable that they were even a grapevine. And you may have been lush and green producing fruit for God once and now you feel dead. You feel you're barren. You, 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 you've walked away from the call of God. You've walked away from the purposes of God and you've, you've become selfish. You've, you've become self-centred. You've become, I want to please my flesh. I'm, this is about my will now, not his will. But see, God wants us to lay our lives down for his kingdom, that it's no longer I who lives, but Christ that lives in me, that we don't want to be those vines. We don't want to be unaccountable. See, we need to be accountable to the Father. We need to submit ourselves to the will of the vine dresser, that it's not about me and what I want, but it's about what he wants, that he can tend us and, and show us the way that we need to grow and we need to surrender to his purposes and his will for our life, that we trust in God and not lean on our own understanding, but in all of our ways, we will acknowledge him. That is the attitude and heart we need to have. Even though we don't understand it, it's not about me and my flesh, but it's about God's will. It's about the Christ purpose. It's the cause of Christ that we live and breathe and we serve him. And that this vineyard that was, was abandoned was like a church that has stopped drawing from the supernatural well of the Holy Spirit. Of a, a church that has became dependent on its own strategies and its own thinking and its own strength and stop drawing from the source of God. And that church then becomes religious, becomes inward focused, becomes critical of anything new. We don't want to be a church like that. We want to be a live church that's drawing from the source of heaven itself. It says in Psalm 1, it talks about trees that are planted by the rivers, that they draw their waters from the rivers, are like people who delight in God's word, delight in God, delight in his word. They're like trees that are drawing from the waters of heaven. And it says that they will produce their fruit in their season. But they will have seasons where they don't produce fruit and they don't have leaves because not every tree produces all year. They're still connected to the source even though they look like they're dead. And, and that's Christians. Sometimes we can look like we're dead because we're going through a trial or a tribulation or a crisis in our marriage or life. But as long as you and I are connected to Jesus, to the source and to prayer and to following him, we can produce fruit and our leaves won't wither in due season when our new season comes. Let us be people like that, people of God. And I would collect these, these dried up grapevines that they were, I collected them all and I, and I made a fire outside for my daughters each night and I would collect a heap of them. And it was sad pulling them out of the ground and putting them in and then they burnt so amazing. They were the most awesome firewood because they were so dry, so neglected, so abandoned, so disconnected from sources of life. They burnt so easy. And as I did that, I was reminded of, of a human life that is just shipwrecked and God says is, hey, unless you're connected to me, you can produce nothing. You, you're of no value of eternity. Don't let your life and my life be lives that have been disconnected from the source, that we've stopped following Jesus, that we've stopped calling out to him, we've stopped making him our Lord, and we've made it about me and my and what I get. Let it no longer be I that lives, but Christ who lives in me. It says in John, I'm going to read John to you, John chapter 15, verse 5 to 6. It says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and are burned. 
just like I did. I, I experienced what Jesus is talking here about just in a practical sense. And there was a great sadness and mourning in my soul as I did this. And I said, Lord, let me not be one like this. Let me be one that continues in every stage of life, no matter what it throws at me, that I will follow Jesus with my heart and surrender my life to him and his purposes and to keep soft on the inside to him at all times. See, to have life and life more abundantly, we need to stay connected to the source, to Jesus, read his words, seek his face, keep humble of heart, keep constantly repentant before him and open to, to accountability and open to surrender what he asks us to surrender, even though it may be at loss to our own flesh. See, the father loves you so much that he gave his son. For God so loved Shepherdon, for God so loved you that he gave his only son that you could have eternal life that he sent Jesus on a rescue mission. Just as the Anzacs were on a rescue mission in a foreign land, he sent Jesus to a foreign land to rescue you, to save you, that you were worth paying the price. If you were worth paying the price, why not be a person that abides in him and lays your life down? If he laid his life for you, why not be a person that reciprocates that back to him and says, Lord, I make you Lord, my King. I will follow you through the good and the bad times, through sickness, and in pain, I will follow you. God sent his son into this world to save you when you and I were in our worst state, just like you may be and I may be now in our worst state. See, without him, we can do nothing of eternal consequences. See, if we stay connected to the source of life, our branches will not wither. But if we disconnect from Jesus for whatever reasons, and we get crusty in our heart and we put up the veil, we put up that wall before him. We start to think of what can I do for me because I feel bad right now. I need things to help me get above the ground. Then you will die. Your root will wither. Your trunk will dry up. It will become neglected and the rain and the wind and the sun will shine on it day after day. You'll have no vine dresser to heal you and to hold you accountable and to guide and lead you. And you will be burned as fuel, the Bible says. And no one wants that for their life. No one wants that for their life. We need to be careful, the Bible says, to guard our heart, to guard our soul, for out of it come the issues of life. Guard your mind and your being, because there's an enemy seeking to bring destruction. Keep soft. Keep a heart for God and for his house and for his purposes and for the call that is in your life, that you would lay your life down for the call of God and the destiny he has for you, that you would hold it in high value and not let anything steal it from you. Be careful to be and stay in fresh relationship with your Lord. That's my encouragement to you today. And even in this season of isolation and not being able to go to restaurants and not be able to see our friends and, and the struggles we're going through in this season. No, this season will pass. But spend your time in prayer. Spend your time in talking to God's people and reading his word, trusting and believing in him and being like David said, that he is my shelter, he is my rock, he is my fortress. Hide yourself in the shadow of his wings because he will not let you down. He will get you through this season. If you're comfortable, I'd love to pray over you today. And if you're comfortable, close your eyes or lift your hands wherever you are, if you're in your office or in your bedroom, whatever you are in the lounge room.
Let me pray. Father, I just pray for every person today that hears my voice. You know the season they're in, Father. You know what they're doing and, and the struggles they're having, Father. I just pray, Father, that you would give them a fresh word, fresh revelation. I pray, Father, you'd bring an encouragement. I pray somebody here who's feeling like they're in a dark place and, and you might even be suicidal and, or, or you're feeling like you're on a roller coaster, that God would give you strength, steel rods in your back right now and that you would submit your will and your purposes and your flesh and what you desire to what his voice is telling you. No matter how hard it is, if you have to humble your heart and swallow your pride and, and maybe face some people that you don't want to face, and maybe you need to repent. I pray that you would have the courage and the boldness to do what God is asking. And I pray, Father, for job opportunities for people and healing for people. And I pray for finances in this season where people have lost their job. But, but I pray, God, that you would do a supernatural miracle in each of our lives and make a way where there is no way, Father, that you can raise the dead and you can resurrect any situation, Father. No matter how hopeless it is, Father, you can bring bright, bright bold hope, Father, to our world and to our marriages and to our lives and to our children. We pray for new hope, Father, and a new day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great praying, church. And there's one more prayer I want to make today. And this is a prayer of dedication to Jesus. And we pray this every week. And simply, you know, I'm going to say a sentence and, and then I'll get you wherever you are to verbally repeat it out after me. And this prayer is a, a prayer if you've never given your life to Jesus or maybe it's been a long time and you feel like, hey, I, I really need to get myself right with God. Maybe you've been a Christian for 30, 40 years and you've, You've gone a bit crusty in your heart recently and God's saying, hey, you need to repent and you need to come back to me because I don't want you to end up thrown into a fire, dried up and be unrecognizable from what you used to be. So I'm going to pray this prayer. Romans says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe it in your heart, that you would be saved, that you would have eternal life and that God will forgive you. Let's pray, church. Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I repent of all my sin. I repent of all my pride. And I repent for following my way and not your way. I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. Come and live in my heart. Show me the right way to live. Exchange my past for your amazing future. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, church. Congratulations. Hey, have a great week. I'm thinking of you, praying for you, looking forward to seeing you guys face to face. Can't wait till this is all over. You're doing strong. You're doing good. Hang in there. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this message. To stay in touch with Encounter, follow us on Instagram at encounter.cc or find us on Facebook at encounter.shepparton.